KCSB-FM Santa Barbara 91.9. KCSB News presents Inside Isla Vista, a weekly show covering an array of issues important to the Isla Vista community. The mission of the show is to educate, inform, and raise awareness about what's happening in Isla Vista. It does not endorse any political candidates or ballot initiatives. There's a different host each week. Let's meet tonight's host on Inside Isla Vista. KCSB FM Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Kalia Kwa with KCSB News. This is a show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. On tonight's show, we review the energizing and passionate election day that took place in Isla Vista on November 3rd. With a lot of encouragement to get out and vote, I'm joined today by Spencer Brandt, president of the Isla Vista Community Services District. This evening, he'll be sharing with us some highlights of the election day in IV, and later in the show, we'll hear about two very important propositions that will soon be announced and will affect the future of housing and education. Welcome, Spencer Brandt. Thanks so much for coming on air today. Thank you so much, Kali. I'm happy to be here. I'd like to begin by asking what the voter turnout was like in Isla Vista yesterday on November 3rd. Within the midst of COVID, was there a big turnout or do you think that the majority maybe decided to stay home and vote by mail? I think that what we saw in Isla Vista yesterday was that young people were very activated and they were more than ready to cast their ballot in this historic presidential election. Um, One thing that's very different about this year, as opposed to years past, is that our population in the greater community is about cut in half um, because of the fact that we have less residents living in on-campus apartments in the greater UCSB area. And so That definitely made the numbers and the math a little bit different than normal. But overall, um, I know that when I was out there uh, talking with voters, people were activated and people were excited to vote. Um, It really was very apparent that, you know, four years ago, I was out there in Isla Vista too uh, during the 2016 presidential election um, when things uh, did not go the way that our community wanted them to, especially at the presidential level. And uh, I can tell you that the mood was just much different this time around. People knew that there was a lot at stake and they were ready to be a part of that process. Continuing on this topic of yesterday's turnout, in recent coverage through The Independent, representatives of Showing Up for Racial Justice, Santa Barbara chapter, came to monitor polls throughout Santa Barbara, including in Isla Vista, to ensure that voters were safe from intimidation and respecting safety measures. Were there any conflicts that arose? Well, I will say that Isla Vista has had a history of uh, attempts at voter suppression from conservative activists in our county. And while I was not firsthand to it, I do know of a situation where Um, There were conservative activists who were questioning um, whether or not 
voters were allowed to enter the polling stations uh, with a progressive voter guide in their hands. And I think that it's just really disappointing that uh, conservative activists in our county continue to try to disenfranchise students in Isla Vista uh, who are just trying to exercise their right to express their vote. Um, overall, uh, I'm thankful that that issue got resolved very quickly. It was found to be a completely uh, unfounded allegation. Um, and um, luckily we were uh, able to have success at the polls. That's some really good news to hear. So if you don't mind, I'd like to switch gears a little bit and ask you a few questions about the different propositions. Sounds great. So Proposition 21 is very significant amongst Isla Vista as it relates to rent control and how much landlords are able to increase rental prices. With many residents who are lower income and IV, what could this mean if it does or does not pass? Well, I think that at this point, just from having looked at the results statewide for Proposition 21, it looks like it's got a pretty tough road ahead of it. Um, I think it's down uh, somewhere in the realm of 60 to 40 right now. Um, and I think it's unfortunate because it's clear in California that we have a housing crisis. And this housing crisis primarily affects young people and black and brown communities. Um, it's young people who are faced with rising rents, um, people like myself who came to UC Santa Barbara, studied here, um, and now wonders whether I can afford to still live here after graduating. Um, it's black and brown communities that are getting squeezed out by perpetually rising rents. Um, families in our county that um, are, are not able to have uh, multi-generations living in the same community. Um, and so I think when we think about rent control and rent stabilization, we need to think about it as a potential tool in the toolbox to address this housing crisis. Um, because uh, things are not gonna get better before they get worse on that front, I think. So I'm disappointed by the results, um, but I'm heartened that uh, I think the conversation, especially locally, is starting to change. And I think that there is a lot of acknowledgement from renters um, and renters are starting to speak up and say that uh, this housing crisis needs real solutions. You know, as a student living in Isla Vista, you know, my second and third year, I lived in the same house on El Barcadero. And at the time, I paid $685 a month to live in a quad, um, which was not super ideal. It was uh, pretty expensive to be living in a pretty tight living arrangement. Um, and now when I see that house listed uh, for rent, uh, it's going for upwards of 20% more wow. than what we rented it for when I was a second and third year. Um, that was only three years ago. And I think that that really speaks to uh, an experience that a lot of renters have in Isla Vista, where the housing conditions are overcrowded and the rent seems to continue to go up, up and up. 
So we need to find a solution to this because this is not a problem that's exclusive to Isla Vista. It's a problem that's happening statewide. And uh, if we don't find a solution, people in our community, working people are gonna continue to be squeezed more and more. The next proposition I wanted to discuss was Measure M, which is a proposition that would supply $80 million in repairing elementary schools in Goleta. I know that some people are feeling resistant towards it because it results in higher tax pay, but I would love to discuss this with you further and ask if this has already been passed, and if not, do you think there's a fair chance that it could be to assist in upgrading the wear and tear of school property? Absolutely. Well, I'm happy to report that uh, with the vote that's been counted so far, which I think is upwards of around 70%, uh, Measure M is leading and leading by wide margin with 70% voting yes, which I'm so excited about because I think Measure M is what we need best in our schools here locally. You know, a lot of times um, I think folks living in Isla Vista, myself included, when I was, you know, uh, younger, you know, just a couple of years ago, didn't even realize that we have so many uh, students in our community that are not college students, but they're elementary, middle and high school students. And we have the Isla Vista Elementary School just right down the street across from Santa Catalina. And uh, it's really important that we as students and residents uh, put our money where our mouth is and invest in our community, especially in our schools. So Measure M would do that by retrofitting facilities, uh, improving uh, uh, the equipment that we have in our classrooms so that kids can succeed through things like uh, uh, science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And I'm really excited to see uh, that it is, it's doing so well. Another important topic that I'd like to fill our listeners in is about COVID and safety measures that are being taken in Isla Vista. Currently, there's been an increase in cases, now over 400 total in IV since fall quarter began. Now the county is doing more pop-up testing events, and UC Santa Barbara is also doing aggressive COVID testing. In your opinion, where do you see this going? Um, Do you feel like residents are starting to get the message that they need to modify their behavior to decrease the spread of the disease? I think that the vast majority of Isla Vista residents continue to do what they've been doing from the beginning of the pandemic, which is following social distancing protocols. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, there are still some folks who aren't getting the message that it's not appropriate to socialize at large gatherings during a pandemic. And so I think that, um, you know, since we saw some of the outbreaks a couple of weeks ago, I think the situation is starting to improve and more people are starting to get the message that this disease is no joke. You know, personally, I've had friends who live in Isla Vista who have been hospitalized due to the virus. These aren't people who are older. These are people who are 20, 21 years old. Um, We need to take this virus seriously. And I think that um, 
another thing that is often overlooked about Isla Vista is that we are seeing very similar conditions here that we did in other parts of the county where we've seen large outbreaks. Places in North County, like Santa Maria, where people are living in similar conditions, overcrowded housing stock. And we've heard from our public health officials that this is the primary way that the virus spreads from people living in households with each other, coming in close contact. So it just really underscores that our community needs to stay vigilant. We need to not gather in groups outside of our immediate household. Overall, as the community services district, I'm really proud with the approach that our board has taken to try and promote this. Instead of trying to take an approach of uh, cracking down on people's behavior, we're trying to get people positive outlets to be able to do the right thing. This Halloween, we partnered with Lucidity Festival to bring a virtual event to Isla Vista where residents were eligible to win over $1,500 in cash prizes for things like a costume contest uh, and others. And um, that was just such a exciting event. Um, it's so hard to connect right now online, um, you know, or when online is our only way of connecting. Uh, but I thought that the folks at Lucidity did such an excellent job. And in the process of just doing outreach for their event, I think they can engage the community really well um, to continue to have this conversation about social distancing and what we can do to keep all of our friends and neighbors safe. So huge shout out to Lucidity. It was a really fun event. And I think that moving forward, when we think about how we can keep people safe during these weekends where there's large events and lots of parties, we need to be thinking more about that model of providing a positive outlet for people to engage and express themselves um, instead of just thinking about how we can be cracking down. Because we know that the folks who are gonna be cracking down are gonna be law enforcement officers. And I don't think that that's an appropriate or sustainable way of trying to work with our community to solve problems. Now, you've been the president of the Isla Vista CSD board since it was created four years ago and officially on the board as president for two years now. And it's very exciting that Isla Vista has elected more representatives to the board who I'd like to congratulate because it looks like you have a really great team of leaders to work with. Yeah, I, I was so excited to see uh, the results of the election, specifically for the Community Services District, because uh, my friend and now soon-to-be colleague, uh, Catherine Flaherty, came away victorious in her election. And she'll be joined this December uh, with my colleague, Ethan Bertrand, uh, who ran for re-election, as well as uh, Marcos Aguilar. Um, and... I'm just so excited that we've got this team on our board of young people who care about the community here in Isla Vista mm -hmm. and are ready to make change, uh, who are ready to re-examine the way that public safety and law enforcement works in Isla Vista and how we can better serve our community with cultural and educational and recreational programming through things like the Isla Vista Community Center. So um, I, I'm just so happy about how the election results went for them. Within your time over these past four years on the Ivy Community Service District Board, how would you say your time has prepared you for the current moment and type of election that we're currently facing? 
It's a really good question. You know, I remember in 2016 when I was elected on election night going from house to house in our community, knocking on doors, trying to get folks out to vote, um, walked with a couple people to vote at the polls to make sure that they knew where to go and um, that they knew who our progressive candidates were who to vote for. And, you know, during that time, um, I just had vivid memories of seeing people in their house with their TVs on watching the presidential election in 2016. And, you know, each house that I went to uh, knocking on the doors, the results got a little bit more grim with each, with each new knock. Mm -hmm. And I think that with this election, um, uh, the one thing that I really sense, even in this time of difficulty with COVID, uh, with the recession that we're facing, uh, we, there wasn't uh, something that I felt in 2016, which was cynicism. I did not feel that this time around in Isla Vista. Uh, students and residents knew it was at stake and they were ready to go out and cast their vote decisively to reject Donald Trump and his dangerous policies. So I'm really excited that now, I mean, we're talking at 1130 on a on Wednesday morning. And I think the results are going to continue to come in and they're going to continue to favor Joe Biden and he'll be the next president. And um, that won't be the end of it. Things aren't going to go back to normal. We're going to need to continue to work together to fight for a more progressive future. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of obstacles in the way to that. Um, but I'm just really uh, happy. I think that overall, uh, we people i think this election has made people find a lot of clarity about their values and where where they stand well i'm really excited for the forward movement of your leadership and where isla vista is headed just talking with you has given me a lot of hope thank you so much spencer absolutely yeah thank you kali um always appreciate coming on a uh, huge fan of KCSB and Inside La Vista, as I've said before, my favorite show on KCSB. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. Thanks for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. I'm Kalia Kwa. Our theme music today is Siesta by Jazzer. This is 91.9 FM KCSB.